and gentlemen, welcome into a very special, I don't know if it's very special, but at the very least it's it's somewhat special. It is a special, and we're all special, you're special, I'm special, and this is a special episode of the Get Around Podcast. This is our prep basketball postseason special. We are a week into the girls' postseason, and coming up on Monday, the boys get underway, and there are plenty of storylines uh, to kind of get through joining me in the studio this Saturday a.m., pushing 12.30 in the a.m. right now. Nobody's going out to the bars and drinking. Instead, we're in the podcast studio here at the offices of the Traverse City Record Eagle. Again, Do with it all me. for you. Thank you so much. This was my idea, and Brett's going to fall asleep at some point during this. Well, I meant the Probably. audience. Oh. Yeah, I don't think he meant you. Oh, See, I I understood where you were going with that, Brennan. See this Herman is James. See this is my problem. I think that everything's about me, and so I thought you were paying me either a compliment or a burn about this being my idea to do this episode, even though it's twelve thirty at yeah. night slash in the morning. Well, how how would you guys? I mean, this is completely off topic, but Brett, I'll ask you this question right now: Is it twelve thirty at night or twelve thirty in the morning? At night, James. I guess it depends on how technical you want to get. <laughs> I consider it to be nighttime, but it is technically the AM. All right, well, we want to hear from you, audience out there. Tweet us at night or in the morning. It is after dark, though, regardless. Irregardless. Or irregardless, of whichever one you like. It is, yes, this is, it is after dark, but this is not uh, an after dark episode. This is a straight up special. So, James Cook. Jimmy James Cook is here, Brett Summers, Barry Arturo Summers, my, my, my good friend sitting over there. Uh, welcome into the show. We're happy to have you listeners out there. We're, we do it all for you. James said before that, you know, they do it all for me, but, you know, all three of us, we, we do it all for you, the, our lovely and faithful and fanatical listeners out there, and any other adverbs that begin with F. <laughs> Adverbs, no adjectives. Oh boy, it is almost one o'clock in the morning. Think, so would you then I can say? I think of an adverb that begins with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So all right. So back to this. Twelve thirty at night, but one o'clock in the morning. Right? You wouldn't say one o'clock at night. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. So there's that distinction. We found the line in the sand. Yes. Twelve fifty nine in the morning. No. Twelve fifty nine at night. The sands of time, if you will. <laughs> yes. As I say whatever time we get done recording this podcast is then morning. Yeah, it, I'll, I'll be in morning in the fact that I'm going to have to stay up until probably 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning editing this for you, the listener, because, again, we do this all for you every little bit. Let's stop the procrastination and get into it. Lots of good stuff. James, Brett, you were both out at district championship games on Friday night. Of course, we had two of them decided on Wednesday. Uh, Charlevoix and Glen Lake both punched their tickets to the regionals. James, I want to start with you and what we saw on Friday night. Kingsley rolling uh, again, going against Kalkaska, the team that knocked them out of the postseason last year. Stags are now 23-0, and headed to the, the regional. And what did you see in that game? Uh, you know, the the first quarter was uh, pretty slow a little bit. I mean, in 12 to 10, neither team really dominated or anything. Uh, Mackenzie Wilkinson was getting her points for Kalkaska. And then after the first quarter, that pretty much kind of 
went away. She, I mean, she ended up with 20 and 15. And Kingsley seemed very happy about that. That she only had 20 and 15. Well, which they is stopped kind Stozio. Of, which that is kind a of a... Thing. Yeah, they, they really shut down Stozio and Kayla Kavanaugh. Um, and, Margaret Stozio, by the way, first name thrown out there. Yeah. She does have a brother, Joe. Yeah. And uh, so they kind of made uh, Kalkaska a one-dimensional team uh, to, a, to an extent. And then uh, Kingsley just kind of came out swinging in the second half, or second quarter, sorry, uh, and started with a 17 to nothing run in the second quarter. And after that, uh, Kalkaska was just pretty much deflated. I don't think the lead ever got to under 14 after that. And... Kingsley even started playing some players in the third quarter that they had called up from the junior varsity team. If, if you happen to hear that in the background, I don't know if you caught that little whining. We've got some guests in the studio this evening, night, morning. Uh, both of my dogs are here in the office. Uh, that was Luna that you heard, and Guinness is somewhere. He's hanging out by uh, by Barry and uh, getting getting some love. So... Hopefully they'll be quiet for the rest, and maybe you didn't even hear Luna whine, but... And there it is again. <laughs> maybe take a sit, huh? Could you... Give me a sit. Luna, sit. Thank you. James, you were talking about Kingsley, and again, got a really good performance from Brumfield, our guest on last week's show, and, and really good performances all around. It was another balanced effort by that Kingsley team. Yeah, um, Marie Pearson in that started really started that 17 and nothing run. She had the first two buckets of the second quarter and then uh, and coming off the bench to give him a little bit of lift and then after that run uh, Kalkaska just kind of seemed deflated. Um, you know, Kingsley was using junior varsity players in the third quarter already. Um, some junior varsity players who I might add look like they would probably be starting on the varsity for a lot of other teams. Um, so it's not like they were just putting kids in to put them in. I think he was – I think Matt Shellick was just trying to get some young kids some uh, some experience against a good Kalkaska team who didn't have any depth and had to keep their starters in. So yeah. he's like, hey, I can get a couple of these kids a few minutes, a taste of what playing varsity basketball against – somebody like Mackenzie Wilkinson is like for a player like Austin Deweese. Yeah, speaking of uh, Mackenzie Wilkinson, this loss brings to close uh, a pretty magnificent career for her. She finished as the all-time leader in rebounds and blocks, not in points, though. Is that correct? I, I believe so. I think Kelly Guy is probably the leader in points, but I'm not okay. positive on that. Dave Dalton will probably correct me on this. But, okay, well, but I, I don't, don't, think, I, so. I don't, I, think, I don't know if Dave listens to the podcast, but I, I did... His politicking for Mackenzie Wilkinson never ceases. No matter, I, I don't know if, Brett, you get it all the time, James, you get it all. I know that whenever I talk to Dave, he's always questioning our uh, our opinion that Elise Stuck and Margot Woofter are 1-2, and Wilkinson is a close third, obviously, but... Maybe if she's on a team with a, a deeper roster that doesn't have just seven players, maybe it's a, a little bit different for her. And it, like he said, they, you know, they basically just gang up on Wilkinson. Yeah, that obviously was part of Kalkaska's mo in this game. I mean Kingsley's mo mm-hmm. uh, in this game. Uh, you know, they uh, they put Kelsey Buys on on Stozio and kind of took her away uh, because Buys, I think, is. Maybe after only Savannah Peplinski, probably the best 
perimeter defender I've seen in the area. Uh, Buys and J.C. King, both, they have two really good perimeter defenders. So, Quick, I'm going to stop you real quick. Spell Kelsey Buys for me, because we're going to be doing this coming up. Listeners, we're going to do a player's name spelling bee. James, Kelsey Buys, go ahead. It's K-E-L-C-I-E. Incorrect. It is no? S-I-E. S-I-E. Yeah, you put C-I-E in the story, and that's why I had to ask you. So it is S-I-E. You lose. There are about 20 million ways to spell Kelsey now. <laughs> Kelsey and McKenzie. There's one, yeah. and I couldn't find, but there's a player in our air, our coverage area that spells McKenzie M-K-E-N-Z-I-E. I, don't, I think I can't it's remember. a Z-I. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about. Oh, is it just? It's, yeah, I, I can't I remember who it is now, it. but I remember running <laughs> into that. I remember running into that in the in the fall season. Well, listeners, I hope you're looking forward to that. We're going to have Brett and James are going to go mono e mono, and I'm going to be the uh, spelling bee moderator, which should be fun coming up in a couple of episodes. So Kingsley is going to play the Sioux. They're taking on uh, Sault Ste. Marie. They're 16 and five. That's going to be in Sheboygan at seven o'clock on Tuesday. Is that a win for Kingsley? They keep going, James. I, I have to think so. Yeah, the way Kingsley's playing, um, I, you know, I just have to to think that they keep going in this one. After that, they'll run into a really good Big Rapids team, and I think that they'll they'll really get tested there. Not like they haven't been tested, but I mean, Kalkaska, you know, was was a very good team, seventeen wins this season, but uh, Big Rapids at what twenty and two or twenty one and two is is maybe another notch above that even. Um, so I think that in the regional final they'll get a, a, a nice test. And then after that, you know, the, and the regional final will be in Gaylord, so that'll be nice. It's not going to be that long of a trip for Kalkaska or Kingsley. And then uh, if they go on to the quarterfinals, they'll be kind of almost in their backyard in Cadillac. Well, we saw the, uh, James, you saw the end of Wilkinson's career. Brett, you saw the end of a, a career of a, another one of the great players in the area, and that's Brethren's Mariah Pringle. They fell to uh, Bear Lake 37-31. to 31. It, uh, it, it was a valiant effort uh, on Pringle's part, um, especially late in that game tonight. You know, For the most part, Bear Lake held about a you know, six- to eight-point cushion um, until late in the third and then in the fourth, Pringle just went on a tear. She scored 14 straight for Brethren, uh, cut their lead to two uh, with about a minute and a half to play, and then Brethren just wasn't able to score again, ended up losing by six. That's the third time they've lost to Bear Lake this year. You know, they seem pretty, uh, to use the word, head coach Julie Riggs said after the game, pretty heartbroken coming out of the locker room. Um, but, uh, yeah, Pringle finished with 18 points. I think she had eight boards, four blocks, a couple steals, a couple assists. Um, but uh, just really got to, and that's the first time I've seen her play in person. Um, so it's just nice to see the type of overall player that, that she is and, uh, you know, kind of the, the strengths of her game. You know, the only thing I didn't really understand uh, tonight is why it took so long for, for them to get um, – to get Pringle going, you know, unlike, uh, you know, Elise Stuck, for example, from Charlevoix, yeah, Pringle, Pringle doesn't bring the ball up the floor like Stuck will, and uh, the offense doesn't generally start with her. Um, it's more of a set play, and, you know, they just 
they didn't do a lot to get her the ball early in the game. So she had 14 in the fourth, and she, but she had just four points through the first three quarters? Is that well, she finished with so 18? The last minute of the third and then the fourth, she okay. had 14. Okay. And, yeah, only four the rest of the game before that. Did you ask Julie Riggs about that? Yeah, I did, and, um, you know, she just kind of said she didn't know why they didn't get her the ball earlier, and... Um, you know, kind of the, sometimes their offense clicks and sometimes it doesn't. Hey, it and, is what uh, it is. <laughs> she actually said that too. Yeah, so did uh, so did uh, Gaylord St. Mary's Pat Schultz when I talked to him on the phone. He goes, well, it is what it is. I'm like, well, you guys, you guys won. So usually I don't hear it is what it is from a coach when they win, but still, we'll talk about Pat a little bit later. So right? did, uh, uh, interestingly, when I talked to Matt Shellick after the game, I believe he used that term three times. Yeah, we're going to get shirts that say it is what it is in quotes, and then what we're going to do is we're just going to have a running list on the back of the shirt of all the coaches that say it. I like it. But uh, getting back to that game real quick, you know, obviously Pringle had a a nice game, um, definitely uh, worthy of, you know, mentioning the end of her prep basketball career but on the other side Bear Lake you know that was their first district championship since 2013 a bunch of the girls on this team have been playing varsity for a number of years now and this is sort of the culmination of of that work and you know the the positive after some of the early lumps that they took uh, when they first uh, came onto the varsity uh, Yuki Babinick, she scored 13, had a really nice game tonight. She's um, a really good player. Had, uh, I think she hit three threes. Haley May, um, she's a junior, I believe. Uh, she hit a couple of threes, scored 10 points. And really that was that was the difference for Bear Lake is that they were able to hit some outside shots. I th- the, those two were the only ones who hit threes, but they hit five total. I think uh, Pringle hit a three for... Uh, for brethren, and I'm not sure if they hit any other threes the rest of the game. Right, I read in your article that you you talked to uh, to Yuki after the game, and she said she was almost getting tired of hearing people saying how difficult it is to beat a team three times in a single season. And yeah, that is something that you will hear from every coach when they're facing a, a team for the third time, or every player. It, it seems that way. It's not as common as it is what it is, but it's certainly one of those kind of uh, nuggets that you'll get from a coach yeah it's it's almost cliche to this point i oh, mean no, it's I, there's uh, definitely some truth to it but um yeah bear lake had had won 45 44 in the first matchup 37 35 in the second that went to overtime uh so and they said this was the easiest of the three. and yuki said yeah this one this one felt the easiest like they just controlled it more start to finish even though uh Brethren was able to, to cut the lead to two with a minute and a half to go, but um, you know they they seemed very composed, very uh, poised, and you know for that uh, they were rewarded with some hardware. Another team coming away with some hardware on Friday was Bel Air. They took care of business against Ellsworth, uh, forty-seven to sixteen. Uh, that's an Eagles team that has uh, you know kind of been buoyed all season by. Uh, Lexi Nepoth, uh, Mallory Meeker, um, a, a lot of good, solid players on that team. They're sitting at 19-3 and three right now, uh, and they're going to be, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but they'll be going into the uh, Class D Regional uh, at Grayling. They're going to be playing uh, Mayo, Mio, Mayo, Mayo. Mayo. It's Mayo, not pronounced Mayo. like a uh, Mio's drink the drink. Yeah, Mio's the drink. Mayo's the town. Good. So 
Uh, yeah, they're nineteen and three. They're gonna be taking on a ten and twelve, me oh my oh, oh my team, uh, and that'll be coming up again Tuesday five thirty. Another one uh, we could talk about Gaylord St. Mary. They probably don't get enough dap from us here since they are rolling now, sitting at twenty one and one. They won on twenty one wins in a row. Yeah, they opened up the season with a loss to I think Claire. it was Claire and. Claire, we actually didn't even finish the season all that well, but I guess a, a loss to open the season was exactly what they needed because they've rattled off 21 in a row, and we've talked about it before, but, uh, man, just just a really impressive team. They beat Wolverine 62-11, and in their two district games, they allowed a total of 20 points. So some there are teams that allow 20 points in a quarter. Certainly most teams allow 20 points in a game, we're in a half. Uh, this defense um, allowed 20 in, in just two games. And talking with uh, head coach Pat uh, Schultz, he, he called in, and he's my favorite coach to talk to, and I've told both of you this, and the reason why is that he likes to swear just as much as I do. Maybe not as much as I do, but he does like to swear, or at least he swears when he's talking to me, probably just because he recognizes someone else that enjoys swearing. It's a connection. Even the, over the phone or in person, he goes, this guy right here, I want you to know, Pat, I, I appreciate that. Hope you're out there listening. You got you have a, a kindred spirit here in, here in this guy right here. But they, uh, that's a team that I talked to, to Pat, and I, I said, is it really just the tempo and the defense that has led to success? And he goes 100%. Like, he was very quick to answer. said it's all about their defense and, and their speed. And we talked about Avery Bebel a lot and how she is the quickest player that he's ever seen on the floor in all of his years of coaching. And he even said that he is quicker than, or that she is quicker than all of the boys, that they've gone out there and, and run drills together, uh, and, and she's, she's quicker uh, than all of them. And you really, you look at a team that the team doesn't have very much size at all they're a very small team but yet they have been extremely effective using speed to wear out their opponent and then defense to do the same thing it's all about wearing the uh, the other team down yeah outside of emily myler they don't have any size really to speak of at all um you know very guard oriented with with alex hunter and avery pebble who are both maybe five foot probably yeah, five I think, one I think five alex, two i think alex when i talked to her last time i asked her how tall she was and i think she said five one and a half in shoes <laughs> five two and a half in shoes but avery bubble has the uh she has the white streak in her. yeah the streak avery the streak bubble yeah maybe that's where she gets that lightning speed from so Gaylord St. Mary is going to be traveling up to St. Ignace. They're going to take on Rudyard. Uh, Rudyard's only 9-13, and 13. and again, I asked Pat, what do you think about going up against you know, that Rudyard team? And he had looked at film on them already and basically said, they're, they're good, but they won't be able to keep up with us for four quarters. And I think, one, I like the honesty from a coach like that, and, and two, I like the confidence as well. And Was he being totally honest when he said they're good? <laughs> he um, <laughs> hesitated a little bit, and he was like, "I, I watched some. I watched some film on him, and they're, um, you know, they're 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 good. They're all right. You know, kind of in that. You you heard his voice get a little bit higher. And according to I love you, man, when someone's voice gets higher, they're not exactly telling the entire truth, which is why my voice is high all of the time, <laughs> and I'm always lying." 
So of all the regions that we have teams left in, uh, they would be the only team that has not reached double-digit wins yet. I, I, I don't expect Gaylord St. Mary to have a, a problem, and then they've got a tough task after that in either Harbor Light or Cedarville. Both of those are 19-win teams. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how it goes from there. Looking at the regionals that we have, like I said, uh, in Class B, we've lost all of our Class A teams after Marquette beat Petoskey on Friday. That one wasn't even close, 52-21. to 21. Uh, Kingsley versus uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, they'll be taking on the winner of Ogemaw Heights and Big Rapids. And Glen Lake is taking on Houghton Lake and the, in the Battle of the Lakes. And Charlevoix has Lincoln Alcona. That's in the Class C regional at Mancelona. And we talked about the Class D at St. Ignis. Like I said, Snowbird's taking on uh, Rudyard, and then Harbor Light in Cedarville. And then in Class D, uh, Onekama taking on Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, who I know went to the Breslin last year, but I'm not sure if they won the whole thing. I know they are the number one ranked team right now. Yes. And then Bear Lake, the Lakers, the other Lakers that we cover, uh, taking on Fruitport Calvary Christian, right? Is it Calvary? Calvary, not, not, not cavalry. Not, not cavalry, which we had this discussion a few weeks ago, and I went, I didn't, I always thought everyone was saying it wrong when they said Calvary, and I went, no, 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 it's cavalry. And they're like, no, this is a different thing. It's completely Ca- different. Calvary is a different thing. I don't know what a cavalry <laughs> is. I know what a cavalry is. I still don't. I never looked it up, and I don't plan on Googling it anytime soon. It's a biblical thing. Ah, yes, that's why I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Because I'm a Christian Catholic and I've never read the Bible, I think that's I think that's how it goes. Certainly, plenty of us lapsed Irish Catholics out there. And then in the Class D at Grayling, Bel Air taking on Mio Mayo, and then Frankfurt, a team that we haven't talked about yet, sitting at 12 and 10 there, taking on Rogers City. Uh, Frankfurt coming off last year where they went to the quarterfinals and in fact lost to Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart over at Buckley. So they lost a, a lot of uh, senior talent. Uh, they were pretty, hev- I mean, with veteran Cecilia Schmidt um, uh, bowing out after her se- her senior season last year. They came in and uh, talking to uh, Resnich after that loss last year and then talking to him throughout the season, he <coughs> focused just on how young they were going to be, how inexperienced they were going to be, and how it was going to be a rebuilding process and a lot of work to get these girls up to varsity speed. He said to me tonight, it's basically they just brought up their JV team. They they lost all of that senior, you know, all those seniors, and here, here's a JV team, and, and go to work, and they win their fifth straight district title, uh, their fifth, fifth straight championship, and uh, again, his his kind of approach throughout the season was take something away from each game, whether it's a loss or a win, Take something positive away, something that we can use to work on for the next for the next game. Look at the teams that you're playing. Take something away from them. So it really was, I think, a lot about uh, learning and having the right mindset. Mm-hmm. And not to stop talking about Frankfurt, but I'm going to go back to Gaylord St. Mary and, and tell the story you were talking about, uh, Pat Schultz, and that oh, he teaches at yeah. Wolverine. Oh, yeah. I forgot to, I did forget to tell the story. So Pat calls me up, and I... I, I go sixty to eleven, huh? And he goes, yeah. I, they led forty-five to two at one point, and Pat had to have a conversation with his girls in the locker room at halftime because Pat happens to work at Wolverine and lives in Wolverine. And said to me, he said to the girls, jokingly, of course, and maybe he didn't actually say this to him, but he did say, 
you got to take it a little bit easier on them because I'm going to see some of these girls on Monday and I still have to live in Wolverine and I don't want to be run out of town. And uh, I, I thought that was great because they really did just put a whooping on, on Wolverine. We should add that he would see some of those girls because he's a teacher. Yes. <laughs> yes. Switching now to the boys' side of the postseason. While the girls have wrapped up districts, the boys will just be beginning uh, come Monday. Looking in the Class A matchups we have there, Alpina versus Marquette. Big North Conference winner Petoskey is going to be taking on Traverse City Central. And then... Gaylord awaits the winner of Alpina Marquette, and West awaits the winner of Central and Petoskey. The Central and Petoskey game, I think, has the best storyline. One, you have Tobin Schwanke coming back, who put up 21 points and was playing with his, what, left hand? or yeah, Apparently his... he scored all 21 points shooting left-handed. Yeah, all 21 points left-handed, and plus, what, 9 for 9 from the free throw line? Yeah, and he had, like, I can't remember, it was, he had double-digit rebounds, too, I think. But, yeah, I think that one, like, with... Schwanke coming back, and then the, the the height of Petoskey that they have, I think every player is six foot or above, or at least, what, ten of their eleven, something like that. Yeah, They're, I think they have one player that's under six foot in the roster. Yeah, yeah, and of their starting five, they average like six six. Yeah, because they go six foot, six four, six four, six five, six nine. So are we expecting to see West versus Petoskey, now that West has that... Uh, has that buy, and fortunately, because of that, uh, the buy that they have, we get to have good old Miguan's Barrientos on the podcast come Monday. I mean, I, I think if you know we had the uh, high school sports book taking bets, Petoskey would certainly be the favorite. Uh, That's a really good idea. We should over start Traverse that. City Central. Does anybody here know how to make book? I've never done it before, but I could probably ask around. We could. We could make some money. I know I could use the money. I'm willing to do something illegal. <clears throat> I've considered robbing a bank before when I've when I've been low on cash. I'm like, I bet I could get away with it. If uh, if a bank gets robbed anytime soon, you know where to come look. It's this guy right here. Uh, anyhow, uh, Potoski I think would be the favorite in that matchup, but um, you know the the surge I think that Central's going to get from having Chwanaki back. Uh, I, I mean I don't think you can write the Trojans off completely and you know the the crazy thing about this uh district too I mean we see these matchups year in and year out with Central and West Petoskey Marquette and crazy things just tend to happen in this district you know I I don't have say the last five or ten years of this particular district laid out in front of me but I feel like amateur hour I feel like the number of times that you know quote unquote the best team in that district wins the district is probably not the type of percentage you'd expect. Well, if it is West versus Petoskey, Petoskey's going to be looking for a little bit of revenge after it was West that beat them in the district championship game last year. That's true, and that was uh, one of those aforementioned upsets. And, uh, you know, West is going to be looking for revenge too, though, because even though record-wise they've had a little bit of a down season, I mean, they're looking at both of their losses to Petoskey this year as games that they let get away and they should have won. So uh, that's that would be a really great second-round matchup and on a neutral floor for the first time. Yeah, I mean, well, and after the, the last game of the season when they played uh, T. 
TC Central there, I, I talked to, to Big Juan Sperientos, and he said, I asked him if he had a preference of who they would play in the districts, and he said, I want, I want Petoskey. Like, didn't hesitate. Even playing their crosstown rivals and everything, he's like, he's like, we want, we want Petoskey. He's like, we should have beaten them in those games, and we want to prove it. Class B, you've got uh, Kalkaska at host Reed City, Ludington taking on Benzie Central, Cadillac at Manistee. Also in Class B, this one's at Kingsford, Gladstone at Escanaba, Menominee at Boyne City, one of my favorites to say, Menominee, bump, bump, manana. Menominee, bump, bump, bump. Sheboygan at Sault Ste. Marie, and then at Ogma Heights, Gladwin versus Harrison, Grayling versus Tawas. But the most exciting, probably, of the opening round district games comes in Class C at Glen Lake. Dibs. I already called dibs on this. No, you I called didn't. dibs earlier this week. No, you didn't. Fine, I'm just gonna go to Nate and whine. That's you do that. Dibs, punk ass bitch. <laughs> Says the guy who does that all the time. But not in this case he didn't. So yeah, at Glen Lake, uh, this is the game that Brett has called dibs on since I didn't announce it. Traverse City St. Francis versus Grand Traverse Academy. <laughs> You're gonna enjoy that one. Dibs on Manton versus Glen Lake. I just did that right now. Book it. You know that's not what I was talking about. So yeah, the most the the big one there, Traverse City St. Francis, Grand Traverse Academy. We'll get to the Manton Glen Lake one a little bit later. I'm uh, you know. It'll be fun for me to go to. I'm looking forward to that. Brett, you're going to be at uh, seeing St. Francis versus GTA. What do you think about that game? Well, I could probably cover both games. No sense <laughs> sending both of us. You'll just have to work news that day and go for fun. Yeah, I'm going to take Wednesday off. It's going to be my day because <laughs> I'm working the weekend. So, so I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> you're going to be in the desk. <laughs> and I'll just cover it for fun. I won't even clock in. Oh. I'll just cover it for... The, the principle no, you of wouldn't. it. The principle no, of you it. Wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. I wouldn't. You yeah, know who exactly. works for free? Suckers. Suckers work for free. So, Rangers. Lakers. Probably a matchup of two teams that could be at the Breslin Center. Probably a matchup of what you could see in the, in the final four. But, unfortunately, one of them has to go home. What's going to be the key to this game? We, Brett, we talked about it uh, in the office a couple of times, and we've talked about Glen Lake's height versus uh, Manton's uh, smaller stature when it comes to their guards in both uh, Jaden Perry and Hunter Rule, who was just on fire the other night against Buckley. Well, that's that's what the key to the game is going to be. I mean, if, if Manton can shoot threes like they did against Buckley, uh, 15 of 25 or even somewhere in the neighborhood of that. Uh, they were 8 for 10 in the first half. Yeah, Glen Lake's going to have a hard time um, regardless of how... Irregardless. You're going to give somebody <clears throat> listening a heart attack, Brennan. That's fine, huh? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I won't. I mean, it's not... It, they, they'll never be able to trace it back to me. It's true. They won't, like, he won't have a coronary. He or she won't have a coronary and go... And, like, his or her last words would be... It's regardless. Well, you, you can survive a heart attack. Then they can come and tell you that it was your fault. They can show me the old scar on their chest where the pacemaker's at now. But, uh, yeah, regardless of Glen Lake's height, uh, if man can shoot like that, man will have a great opportunity to win. Um, I mean, I'm really excited about this matchup because 
I think the the winner has a great shot at getting to Breslin. Is this game a, a ticket to the Breslin? Is that what's on the line in this game? I mean, I know I it's an opening round, and maybe the, this is hyperbole, and I love hyperbole. No, I won't go that far, only because of the fact that as good as both of these teams were during the regular season, you know, they did have their hiccups. They weren't utterly dominant. Um, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, on the other side of things with Kingsley's girls being so much incredibly better than anybody they've played and, and the way they've been cruising through the playoffs so far where we're kind of expecting them to get to Calvin. Um, I think to expect one of these teams to get to Breslin might be slightly uh, over the top, but I do think the winner of this game can get there. Other matchups in Class C, uh, this one's at East Jordan, Elk Rapids, Mancelona, Charlevoix taking on host East Jordan. And then uh, at Buckley, Bear Lake is more than likely going to move on and play Buckley, and that's probably the uh, the most intriguing matchup there. Bear Lake uh, takes on Misik in the first round. Misik is 1-18, I believe, and Bear Lake just won the West Michigan D-League for the first time in the program's history. Is that right, James? What? Sorry, I was texting my wife. <laughs> Pull, pulling the old Barry Arturo right there. Mm-hmm. Bear Lake winning the West Michigan D. The first time in program first, history? First time since 2008. So it's led by So kind of the same thing, but not really. Exactly. Led by uh, talented Caden Hale, um, Trey Gilbert, uh, Gary, Gary McBride, McBride to, uh, to a lesser extent, but he's, he's still a really good player. What should we expect in the Buckley-Bear Lake game? I expect Buckley to win, the, win that game. Yeah. I have not seen Buckley win this year. After covering Buckley extensively last year and only seeing the one loss, and that was to Powers North Central, I have yet to be to a Buckley victory. That means three of their five They're going to start checking, actually checking credentials at the door, and when you show up, they're like, get the hell out of here. I'm almost, I even said this to, to their AD. I'm like, I start, I'm starting to feel like when, when Matt and just blew their their doors off to start off that game. I'm, I said, I'm like, I think I'm a jinx. I think I'm a Buckley jinx. And he goes, no, you're not a Buckley jinx. He's like, if we lose this game, it's because we did something wrong and deserve to lose this game. But I still feel like a jinx because they, uh, sitting at 0-3 when Brendan Queeley attends. I think you used up all your Buckley good juju during the soccer season. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> So you've got a talented Buckley team that's certainly their starting five is, is better than what Bear Lake has, but you've got a really dynamic score in, in Hale and, and what he can do for, for the Lakers. But see, Bear Lake's problem there is is Buckley just six Ridge Beeman on him, and then Bear Lake can't score anymore. Trey Gilbert's a pretty good secondary scorer. I mean, he had, I don't know, what, 27, 28 the other night. You know, and McBride's a legit guy in the middle. You know, so I... I think Bear Lake has a puncher's chance, but Buckley's obviously going to be the favorite in this game. Got to get that book going. Yeah, what would we, what would we say? What do we give Buckley? Buckley's a ten-point favorite. Are we giving them double digits against? I was going to say nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah, I would have said eight. Okay. All right. Well, again, you guys have seen Buckley succeed this season. That that has not been uh, the case for me. And I even I told uh, head coach Blair Moss this after the game after they lost to to Manton, and he still wants me to come to the game on Wednesday 
And I didn't understand that at all. I mean, I'm a man of superstition. And uh, like Stevie Wonder, I'm, you know, very superstitious. <laughs> Writing's on the wall. But yeah, if, I, if, I, if I'm not uh, in Glen Lake covering that game, I guess I'll head over to Buckley and, and watch that one. Sounds like a plan. You don't want to switch it up? <clears throat> I've, I've seen Buckley succeed, and I know they're gonna. I, I'm I'm very confident that they're gonna be Bear Lake. So you went from I know to I'm very confident. Okay, I know. Like, I know they're like gonna, Okay, I know second. they're gonna be Bear Lake. Okay, uh, rounding out. The, I was just trying to cover my own ass there. Okay, rounding out Class D action: Onekama versus Mason County Eastern Pentwater, uh, taking on the winner of Walkerville and Manistee Catholic Central. Is it Catholic Central or Central Catholic? Catholic Central. Catholic Central. Okay. See, it's different in Illinois. It's Central Catholic, and here it's Catholic Central. One way or the other. And then Alba versus Central Lake, Bel Air versus Ellsworth, Frankfurt, Leland, Lake Lenaw, St. Mary, and Sutton's Bay, Northport against the Frankfurt Leland winner, and then Traverse City Christian versus the St. Mary, Sutton's Bay winner. Well, that'll wrap it up here for this very special episode it's an after school special although it's more of an after i guess it's an after work special and the dogs are still here luna wants to say goodbye and luna's still whining <laughs> and <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for us here on the get around podcast i have been your host brendan queely and in the studio with me of course luna guinness james and brett thank you so much for listening enjoy the rest of the postseason. I'm sure we'll be back to to talk more as the playoffs continue.